We're live. Welcome back to the Sports Detention Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Potty. It's Grego. What's going on, mate? Good evening, mate. Good evening. Not, not a lot going on right at this minute, but it has been an absolutely enormous week in sport. It like has. A epic week. Just everything going on, mate. Everything going on. Now, mate, there's surely... That'll be a lot to talk about today. There does. There does. And um, I guess we better be heading towards it. Absolutely, mate. Let's get into it. We're here, we're back on the pod, we've got the on-air sign up. Potty, mate, before we get into the podcast, I just want to touch base with the listeners. The Robert Allenby Studio, everything's been happening here. We're going live, we're going to the video world. Mm. So we're reaching out to the masses, mate. So for all Exciting of our, times. Oh, absolutely. For all our listeners out there, you may become viewers as well of the show because we're going to be... Going to be dropping some video content of the podcast and, yeah, trying to uh, to branch out a little bit. And as always, we love your input. We love your feedback. Mm. We love you. That was very deep. Yep. Oh, well, I'm a deep man. <laughs> Speaking of deep, mate, uh, what has caught your eye? What has caught the depths of your eye this week, my friend? Well, something struck me last week as I was um, doing my daily roll through the Daily Mail and um, having oh, yeah. a look at what was going on in the <laughs> world. And Mate, that'll hit you like a blunt object reading the Daily Mail. <laughs> it certainly will. It certainly will. Uh, and uh, the headline got me, Vladimir Putin. Is not dead. Oh, so they went to the video ref? They went to the video ref. Not dead. Not dead. Not dead. So apparently there was some sort of a a rumour, because he hasn't been well apparently, or at least there's been rumours that he hasn't been well over the last couple of months. Mate, Vlad's thriving, mate. He's thriving. He is thriving. But there was rumours that he wasn't so well. (laughs) And his PR team have got on the front foot very mm. quickly because there was already a coup going, oh, <laughs> going on or rumours of it. So, um, yes, Vladimir Putin is not dead. Apparently that's not the first time this has happened where whispers yeah. of his demise has come about. But uh, it's certainly jumped out all over the And we, we love our Russian audience. We love um, everything Russian. Uh, we don't wish to... Um, get on the bad side of anything Russian here at the sports detention. Definitely not, definitely not. I mean, let's just, we'll just clear that up. Yeah, 100%. I was Mm. just merely pointing out that um, Vladimir Putin has been reported to have passed. That is not true. Mm. That certainly caught my eye this week because that was big news. Yeah. Mm. And did you catch that, mate? I didn't, no. No, well. well. I mean, yeah, it's interesting to report on things and them not be reportable though no you know? it is it is intriguing yeah. isn't it it's like the front page of the daily telegraph anthony albanese is our prime minister yes it's like oh okay mm. right there you go um something uh now what? sorry before we get away from that it may work in the u.s mm. if the washington times put out that joe biden is not dead that might raise some eyebrows. well actually now you mention it <laughs> <laughs> you know, is that just a daily update <laughs> for, for Joe? 
<laughs> is that just something that comes out Mate, still going? Sleepy Joe is dead serious about riding bikes. I oh. can tell that much. So much so that he won't pull his feet out of the pedals. Yep. Good on you, Joe. Yeah, good, good on, on you, Joe, you. mate. You do it. You're doing well for a, you know, for a hundred and four year old. You're doing well, Joe. You're doing well, um, mate. Some sad news um, that has come out in the last twenty four hours is the passing of friend star Matthew Perry, yeah. Chandler Bing. Uh, he was also, uh, if you go back twenty years ago, at the height of his friends fame. Starred in a lot of movies with yeah. a lot of A-listers. Bruce Willis, The Whole Nine Yards, Cracking Two. Mm. He was in another one with Liz Hurley, I believe, and um, uh, another one with Selma Hayek. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He's a big deal. Oh, he's a big deal. He's Late a big 90s, deal. early 2000s, Friends. He's a big deal, Matthew Perry. Yeah, so very sad for, for you know, people of our ilk. And, yeah. um, you know, because everyone remembers Friends and everyone remembers Chandler Bing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, by all reports, he lived a fairly uh, tormented life as far as he had a lot of um, issues with um, substance abuse oh, and okay. things like that. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately for him, but like it looked like he was coming out the other side of that. Mm. But um, yeah, has sadly passed away. So um, mm. yeah, if you haven't seen Friends, it's all over Netflix, I think, at the moment. So get on board. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, brother. Rest in peace. Um, what caught your eye, mate? Oh, mate, you're missing one more thing. I'm missing one more thing. Um, what didn't catch your eye this morning, mate? What? Are you going to tell the listeners? Oh, <laughs> what didn't catch my eye? All right, here we go. I was going to let this one slide through <laughs> no the wiki, but way. it's certainly not. So uh, on my way out this morning, driving out the garage, and I'm um, my son in the back on the uh, away to school, and as I'm going out, I realise I've left my keys in my pocket. Yep. Usually have them in the dash, and I like to just, you know, Nice, smooth transition out, just, yeah. you know, nothing coming straight out the driveway onto the road and away I go and, oh, grab the keys out. I've gone to grab the keys, gone to tap my pocket just to see which one is in, boom, hit the remote button. Ah, yes. And she's come down right on top of the car and uh, it's a bit of an old engine. Is that what they call the engines? Oh, the, the motor. Motor, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the motor. So it's a bit of an old one. So, so it hasn't safe- got any safety mechanisms. No, not it. the yeah. old, you know, hit, stop or hit yeah. and reverse sort of straight. Or so the it, sensor at the bottom. So no, if anything's yeah. there, yeah, the yeah. sensor triggers it to go back up. No, no, yeah. no. So it just kept going, mate. Mm. And so she's grabbed onto my awning ah, yes. and um, it has just dug into that and bent right up and then proceeded to rip my awning off the car mm. and one of my roof racks. Uh, scared the shit out of my six-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's nothing good. It's just, yeah, no, that's not good. Yep. And uh, so, anyway. And they don't get it. Like, no. the, the kids are just like, oh, something is mm. happening and it's bad. Because, like, I remember it, I was driving around the car park of the shopping centre. It was really late one afternoon. Mm. And obviously no one's in there. And I just, you know. Cheeky couple of donuts. Yeah. You know, so I've, I'm reaching into the seat in the back to give my son a donut, mm. but I accidentally drove over like the little garden island. Yes. <laughs> yes. So all I'm, as you can imagine, oh, fuck yeah, you know, and <laughs> he's blowing up because he's like, what did I do? I just wanted a donut. I just want my donut. <laughs> and you're blowing up. Yep. But anyway, yes, yeah, so it happens to the best of us, mate. And I mean, there's only one thing. That summarises it all, and it's the shame you put on yourself, and you're just like, "You dickhead, you absolute <laughs> flog." <laughs> oh, I was, I was so yeah, 
I was yeah. pretty dirty on myself. Oh, I can imagine, mate. But um, you know, at the end of the day, got the little fella off to school, got them, got the mallet out, and yeah. <laughs> got the garage back in the shape. Yeah, a bit of panel beating. A, a trip into Bunnings later, and I was um the the car was fixed and very little damage. Actually, got really lucky as far as that was concerned. Very good, mate. All right, mate. Well, that speaking of sad old shit story. shows, mate, I'm going to go into what's caught my eye. The shit show that is. Um, I went to get a haircut the other day, and uh, my regular barber wasn't there. The was there yep and i mean you've got to learn yeah and i you know i'm i don't care it's me hair yeah i'm glad i've got it Mm. to be honest yep he butchered it potty he butchered (laughs) absolutely butchered it talk to oh i mean like i tell you what i'm i'm surprised i didn't come out with a lightning bolt and some shaves in my eyebrows yeah righto righto it was rough. But anyway... Could you feel it as it was going? Oh, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. I knew something was wrong. I, I was trying to be nice. Yeah. Anyway. Talking about hits in the testicles, mate. Yeah. Um, we spoke last week about um, the UFC, Joe Sun, when he gets um, yes. when he gets repeatedly uh, tenderised in the dick. Um, I got the video up. Mm. Um, so you've seen the video here where Keith Hackney... So it's Keith Hackney... Who ten, yeah, who tenderises Joe Sun's dick. And I'll just play it for the listeners can listen in and there's yeah. obviously no no copyright intended here. No. So we can see this is Ooh, UFC that is 4. Flush. So anyway, Joe Sun is just laying on his back and he's got Keith Hackney, Hackney in a headlock and Keith Hackney just starts punching him in the dick. Yeah. Repetitively. Yeah. It is brutal. And we're talking full, yeah. full punches. We're not, he's not having a little, little swing, is he? Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, most blokes are watching that and they're looking at what's going on to poor Joe's son there and they're just going, well, I mean, it's not in the rules anymore. That's how bad it was. Like, you can't do it. Mm. But they're watching that and they're going, oh, I feel sorry for the bloke. Well, I did a bit of research on what's happening with old Joe's son. And Joe's son is currently incarcerated in California in a state penitentiary and, um, you know, he has been... Uh, what was it? Uh, well, he's obviously... So, felony, vandalism, torture, voluntary manslaughter is his convictions. Yep. And I believe there may be, and this is allegedly, there may be sexual assault cases on that. So, Joe son, this is where the sympathy stops, mate. And yep. we wish Keith Hackney had a punched your dick off now. Yep. <laughs> We have no sympathy for you whatsoever, mate. Joe Sun. He should have been swinging for the fences. But another interesting fact about Joe Sun is he was actually in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Yes. As the random task. Yeah. So, yeah. There you anyway, go. Well yeah. done. Joe Sun, you're a grub. You are a grub. Um, I think that does it. All right, mate. What's well, caught my eye? We better get in the footy then. Absolutely. Let's get into the footy. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in here! Mate, footy season is still going and the Pacific Championship is Going, going. The pack jam. The pack jam. Of course. Yeah, you of reckon course. anybody would call it that? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, why not? So uh, the kangaroos, the roos, the roos that'll catch yeah. on. Uh, Thirty-six to eighteen over the Kiwis. Did you mm. catch any of the match? Mate? I did, mate. Mm. I watched it. Um, Lindsay Collins. I mean, 
what does he just I mean, give him a rep jersey and he becomes bloody Reese Wesser in his prime. So he only scores for Queensland and Australia. Yeah, yeah. Tries galore, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, well we weren't we were happy with you the other night, mate. We weren't real happy with your efforts earlier this year uh, for Queensland. Let's be honest with you. Look, um, Australia was far too good there. The uh, PNG versus Fiji, 43 to 16 to Fiji. Did you see that one coming, Gregor? Uh, I didn't, mate. I, As I said last week on the show, it was um, basically, you know, I, I think, well, why don't we just do it next week? PNG is just going to flog everyone and they're going to take home the bowl. Yeah. But uh, Fiji was all over it. Uh, mm. Mike Acevo, couple of tries, big intercept try. Wonga Blake, turning back the clock. I've got it. I've got it down, mate. You know, Wonga Blake and Sevo, some Parramatta style points. Where was it this season, Potty? Well, Wongy didn't even get much of a run for <laughs> Parramatta this year, so he he, he was. Um, you know, it, it might have happened in reserve yeah. grade. I didn't catch all that much of reserve grade. So if we jump back to Lindsay Collins, mate, before this leaves mine, mm. Brian Bevan. Brian Bevan, oh. 796 tries in his career. Be- Brian Bevan. Bevy. So, Lindsay Collins becomes Brian Bevan. Wow. Is, is Lindsay Collins the Brian Bevan of representative football? Yes. I think there's yeah. no other way to say it. Well done, Lindsay Collins. You I reckon are he sits somewhere between Beaver Menzies and Brian Bevan. Yeah, right. Beaver yeah. Menzies. Jeez, wasn't he a player, yeah. Beaver? We could go being down a forward. A... Being a forward. Oh, yeah, being a forward. Beaver. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Any other great try-scoring forwards? I mean, Alex Twal, obviously. Like Alex a... Twal. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, what, what, probably... Mark O'Mealy. Probably the pick of the bunch, yeah. mate. Yep. I like it. I like it. And uh, England wrapped up the series against Tonga. They won... Pretty competitive matches. Yeah, both it was 14-4 the uh, second match, I believe. Mm. Um, it was pretty feisty, mate. Mm. Um, John Bateman. Johnny. Now, John Bateman, um, I mean, does he just give zero fucks? Mm. Like, um, every single little bit of niggle, he is just headfirst into it. He loves it, doesn't and he? Just, yeah. I mean, I if I'm going out on the piss and I feel like I'm probably going to act like a bit of a knob, I'm taking Johnny Bateman with me. Oh, okay. uh, is that because he's going to um, stick up for you, or he'll just look worse? I was I was hoping that he'd actually put one on my chin <laughs> <laughs> to, get, to keep me in the line. Because that's always a strategy, in it, isn't yeah. it? If you go on out and you can feel yourself, oh, this is going to be a big one. You just make sure you get someone along who's in worse form. And, you yes, know. that's yes. It's all, it's the. Uh, it's the green light, we call it, when we're out on the piss. When somebody just is playing up like a second iron lawnmower, you can just go, oh, well, I've got the leave tonight. <laughs> we've all got that. The gloves um, are off. We've all got that, mate. And if you don't have that, mate, you are that bloke. Yeah. <laughs> or you need to get some new mates. You need to get some new Because it's hilarious. Mates. Yeah, so uh, moving into the pack champ. Next week, I think the final between Australia and New Zealand again. Mm. So that's going to be And the Barty will play PNG again for the bowl. Yep, that's yeah, right. So, so, you know. Um, look, what I did get out of the international football on the weekend and just looking, especially when you look more at Fiji, PNG, and then you look at Tonga, England, mm. is reps, reps, reps. Yep. Like if these international sides can just keep getting reps in, you know, the product is going to get better. And I think that's where we're heading. Yeah. I think um, after we, we sort of got on a little bit of a run, then COVID hit, no rep football for about mm. two years, the World Cup last year, and um, they've gone out of their way to make sure that we're seeing rep football 
um, this year, even though it was only put on at the last minute due to RLPA negotiations yeah. and whatnot. But I think we're going to be seeing rep football at the end of each year. See, I was off it with the pack jam. Mm. I didn't realise that Tonga were going over to the UK for their series yeah, over there. Yeah, I missed so that I'm, as well. I'm blowing up. I'm going, well, where's Tonga? Mm. But they're over there. Look, mm. A bit more communication. But also, too, is it used to be Great Britain, you know, Scotland, Ireland. Yep. And Wales have now sort of broken off into their own thing. Let's get them playing. Yep. Let's get them coming out here in the Let's off play. season. Or bring back Great Britain for a tour. Well, you, you know? can do that, but yeah. I think the the method you know, behind the rugby brings out the um, the lines. Yeah, yeah, the lines. So, but the method behind splitting them up was because then that allows those other countries to build an identity, which yeah. is good. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you know, you want to be able to. You know, grow the game, oh. but also too, you want to have teams challenging Australia. I just love for nostalgia's sake to see Great Britain come back for a tour and oh, a know, kangaroo tour. Maybe chariots coaching. Yeah. Chariots of fire. Martin, maybe fire. even playing. Oh, why not? Yeah, Gary Schofield yeah. at six. He's probably still going to be quicker than all players on the field, unless mm. of course Lee Odenrein is out oh, there. Lee Roy. Well, oh, Lee Roy, going down a rabbit hole, oh, Rolly. Oh. oh, if you haven't seen. The what race. about Greg Smith? Oh, he could he could captain the USA. Yep. Remember that Palooka? Yep. Yeah. So Great Britain for listeners out there who don't know, back in the early nineties, mid nineties, came out for a tour and they actually played Parramatta in a, mm. uh, a midweek game. And there well, was well, Chariots a, was playing for um, for the Tigers. Yeah, he was. He was on the Billy Sting for the Tigers. He was. And there was a there was a, a race on at halftime between yeah. Parramatta's fastest player Lee Oden Ryan and Chariots Fire, and Lee Oden Ryan actually won. What people don't remember is Parramatta actually won as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, only a flog would Man, remember some, that. Some good players used to come out, though. Oh, they some did. Some good players. So the um, we were speaking about, um, what's he, um, French defensive coach? Mm. Um, oh, what's his name? I'll just oh, sorry, you, you said it the other day, didn't you? Um, uh, yep, it's gone out of my mind. Um, Sean Edwards. Sean Edwards. So Sean Edwards was a part of that Tigers team. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a part of the the British invasion with Ellery Hanley mm. and Gary Schofield that came down and played for the Tigers. Yeah. Some outstanding players, and those were proper good Test matches back then. Mm. And the Great Britain used to get the uh, win over Australia quite regularly. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was tough footy, yeah. but also too they were in season. They so, were because because they had the switch when the Super League came in, where they went from the winter season to the summer season. Yeah, to and align with I the mean, NRL. It is tough playing in there. Like, it is good to like. It's good that it's aligned with the NRL, but far out. Like when you're playing rugby league in summer in the UK, they're night games. It's not the weather's not an issue, but the fact that all your mates are in fucking Ibiza. <laughs> He's a sting. <laughs> that weekend, and you have got to go up to Cumbria and play. <laughs> it is brutal. Mate, uh, speaking of the UK, a uh, bit of news from the Super League this week. Yeah, the restructure, mate. It's in full effect. Now, this one's a bit controversial. So so we, we've spoken about a little bit here on the podcast. Rugby league's struggling over in the UK. You know, television dollars are very, very minuscule. Uh, sponsorships are hard to come by. It And, you know, for the demographic of rugby league and for listeners who may not be aware of it, it is a northern game yep. in, in England. You know, there's rugby union in the south, 
But, you know, it is heavily dominated by football everywhere. Rugby league in the north. They get their splash Rugby in the union get their splash mainly around the country, but they are a lot more prominent in the south and London and the like than rugby league ever has been or ever possibly ever will be. Now, so what they've done is they've gone through a grading status and, and they tried this not long ago where they looked at the licensing and then they went back to promotion relegation. Yep. But what they're finding now is, especially championship and championship one clubs um, or league one clubs, sorry, they're dropping out of professionalism. So the club that I used to play for, the London Scholars, yeah. They're no longer playing in professional rugby league. So they're back. They've they've gone back into yeah, gone back into the local conference area system because it's just too expensive to run a club, especially when you're aiming for promotion relegation and the the fluctuations business wise that happens with that. So rugby league professionally is in a bit of a, a an up and down phase at the moment over in the UK. So what they've decided to do, they've decided to give these gradings and the top 12 teams who are graded will become, in 2025, will be your Super League teams. So to get the points, it is broken down into fandom, performance, finances, stadium and community engagement. Yep. So to reach grade A status, you need to get at least 15 points. With seventeen point seven point five points and above receiving a B grading. Yeah. Now fandoms five, performances five, finances four point five, stadium three, community one. We're getting to the point now where you look at someone like so the London Broncos have just won their way into promotion. They beat Toulouse in the final. Yep. So they're going into the Super League next year. They they get a B grading, but they're graded twenty fourth. Yeah. Out of the profession, so. Not even in the second lot of 12. They're at the back end of that. Now, the issue with it is how do you get fandom, stadium and community engagement points? That's a total there of nine points up for grabs in London because they're absolutely struggling. It is like Melbourne in the mid-90s down there in terms of the popularity of rugby league. Yep. You know, how do you grow that in London – and continue to do the grassroots work that they're doing around there if you can't have a team in the top division. Yep. And basically they're performing well enough, as we've seen this year, to get into the top division, but everything around them has given them a grade status that they won't be in the top division come 2025. So it's very, very tough for the London Broncos. And that's not really something based on their geography that they're it's ever not really going to be, be able. They're, they're not going to be able to yeah. remedy it that in the next decade, you would think. They've come out very professionally and said, look, this is what the grading is, we accept the grading and we're going to keep doing the positive work to try and rectify that grading. Best statement you could say. Yeah, well, what else are you going to do? Yeah. However, you've got the likes of, and I saw a post this week of Bradford Bulls, so a former great club, Bradford Bulls, who have been on, you know, the fringes of, of... the professional rugby league scope for the last, I'd say, probably 10 years or so, just since their financial troubles. Yep. Now, the Bradford Bulls are putting out posts saying, hey, we need you to like our tweets. We need you to do all this because that gets our community engagement and our digital engagement with fans. So fandom, which is worth five points. Yeah. So these clubs are now on the assault to try and get these impressions on social media 
so they can get points and improve their grade. Like, so it's, I think it's great in the idea of trying to get clubs to pull their weight, which is massive. Yep. But I don't know how you can grow the game whilst putting and implementing this. It's going to have a bit of a double-edged sword there. Yep. Hmm. So you're thinking when you let's, – let's go, for example, with the NRL and the AFL here. They go above and beyond to cater for Melbourne, the yep. NRL, and the AFL goes above and beyond to cater for GWS, Sydney Swans, Gold Coast Suns. Yep. You know, those clubs. They're, they're now, they go above and beyond. What can the Super League – put into place to go above and beyond for London Rugby League. Yeah, so there needs to be some sort of, you know, it's not a level playing field. We can't grade you the same. There needs to be some sort of a... Well, you, yeah. you could give a dispensation to say, look, you are a growth asset for us. That's right. So you yeah. need to be in the Super League, in the top league. However, you need to meet these outcomes to maintain... That's right. That. It's not a it's not a uh, get-out-of-jail-free pass, but it's, it's a, um, you know... We will understand that you can't meet the same mm. level as other people. Yeah, for sure. But then on the flip side of that, let's play devil's advocate. You've got the likes of Halifax, Featherstone Rovers, you know, these great clubs, Keithley Cougars. You know, you've got all these real traditional Sheffield Eagles, these clubs that have played in the top division who are massive clubs, who have got massive fan bases, who have, haven't been in the Super League for a very long time, who are going, hey... We got the finances. We got the stadium. We got the following. We we met the grade. Where, we want to push for the top division. Yeah, you know, so those fans aren't going to, you know, they're not going to like it or lump it if the London Broncos rank twenty four no, get no. a slot in the twelve. Yeah, you know? so it's it's pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I can see what's happening. I can see why they're going down, and they don't really have lots of options. They've got to try something different. As you said, it's mm. not a, a huge piece of the pie up there for them, is there? Is it? But, no. um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But the idea is to then, you know, once it is set, these are the teams in the top league, I think that brings surety sponsorship-wise and television-wise on where, and I think that's the, that's the obviously the, the master play they're going for. Yeah. You know, we can sell to... You know, Sky, BBC, whoever decides to purchase the rights for Rugby League in Europe, we can sell them that there is going to be a team in Toulouse, there is going to be a team in Catalan, there is going to be a team in London, there is going to be a team in Wigan. You know, they're able to do that. And then the sponsors know that their side, they can sign a three or four year deal with the Wakefield Trinity Wildcats because they're in the Super League. Yep. You know, they're not the potential of dropping out. Yeah, righto. Okay, so that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Um, so it, it, that is happening now. That's the decision that's been that's passed That's the decision. Yeah. I think the only thing that concerns me from somebody sitting on the outside looking in who just loves rugby league across the board is they've tried a licensing thing before and it didn't work. Yeah. I don't know if I trust the RFL to actually nail something. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah, righto. Um. Mate, speaking about nailing things, mate, everyone is loving Adam G. Isn't he? He was getting some real love. I haven't seen yeah. a referee get this sort of love since... Um, mate, there were signs at the Greg game McCallum. on the weekend. Back in, <laughs> back in the early 90s, mate. Barry Gommelsall, oh, if you're a well, Queenslander. If you're a Queenslander, mate, they couldn't get enough of him. Oh, you'd throw rocks at him down in New South Wales. Oh. Love the, the grasshopper. Love the grasshopper. Yeah. Um, Just not origin night. 
They're loving Adam G, mate. But I look to be honest with you, I was like, oh, geez, there's a bit of a few raps going on. But I I read a couple of articles and I looked in the comment section after it in terms of you know what did you like most about the grand final, mate? I'm telling you, over ninety percent of the responses were the way it was refereed. Yeah, which is crazy. It's like that's mm. it's a very very poignant st- statistic that for the NRL to look at. Yeah, wow, mate. It's um. It will be interesting to see if uh, how me and G is gonna be this popular throughout the course of the season. I've seen all sorts of um, uh, referees come and go, and they're the most popular flavor of the month. They're doing the best job. Yeah. They've been branded by the commentators the best in the world. Yeah, and then the next week they're you know one mistake and they're gone. So, are you predicting that Adam G round one Parramatta get hard done by? You are going to be lighting a bag of shit on his doorstep, mate. I will. Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about. It. If that don't win by forty, I'll be into it. Parramatta has never lost a game where I thought they got a fair crack. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's, uh, mate. Oh, speaking about getting what you probably don't ask for, mate. Eight year contracts. They're doing the rounds. Yep. So, yeah, quick mention here. I saw the other day Manly are looking to lock up um, Olekawatu yeah. on a eight-year deal. Hell of a second rower. Yeah. Fantastic potential. But eight years, $7 million is a very long time in the world of football. He hasn't played rep football. Quite frankly, I think there's still a fair bit of growth to go as far as his mm. defensive game is concerned. His highlight reel is something else. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, for me... I'm still con- I'm still confused, mate, because I thought he was playing for Parramatta. Oh, well, he is, mate. <laughs> so, but Manly going to sign him for eight years after he comes off contract with Parramatta. Oh, mate. Um, um, look, I, it was interesting because I was going through the, uh, the, the Twitter feed on this one and, and looking at sort of what, what the feelers were out there. And um, there was a comment out there saying that um, from one of the uh, rugby league reporters, the mole, saying, um, never known a, a long-term deal to work out. And I was like, we all hate Manly, but Cherry Evans isn't a bad shout, mate. No. Like, yeah. you know, when you look at his 10 years, like, it does work. I mean, is I could Olukawadu, argue that. I won't, but I could argue that. Yeah. yeah. Olukawadu isn't a halfback. Yeah. I think that's a big difference. Yeah. And you could throw Talmalolo out. And I think if the Cowboys could have got rid of Jason Talmalolo three years ago, they would have. I agree. But. Yeah, I think to say that they don't work, I think no. But to say that this one could possibly be a bit out there, I would agree. Well, it surprised me. I didn't think they'd need to offer him this long to keep him. So that I guess I was just a little bit yeah. shocked. Mm. Um, Michael, Michael Checker. Checker. Mate, check, 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 check it out. He looks like he's uh, being lined up by the Tigers. Um, yeah, wow. What do you think? I look. I mean, they're in the same uh, same kingdom and classification in the animal world, but I'd still be staying with the the pumas. Yeah, as would I. <laughs> Things are going pretty good for you. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would be staying away from the tigers mm. um, because the do- the job that you are proposably being lined up for isn't that meant to be the job that Robbie Farah's doing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm mm. just assuming he owns a house like next to Leichhardt or something like that, so he's sick of the oh, travel. I mean, he's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Michael Checker is you know he does fashion in mm. his yeah so he's he's a I mean he'd slide into the uh, the inner west 
He certainly Pretty would. Pretty easy. He's, he was a Ramwick boy, though, well. when it came to rugby. So, I mean, that's not – I mean, the tunnel straight across. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, mate, Parramatta, TikTok. What, what, what are we on Have here? you seen the uh, Parramatta TikTok? Oh, I haven't. I went um, looking for it the other day. When logo? You, yep. Talk to me about it. So, the Parramatta – I'll try and get it up for you, mate. It's dead set. Um, here we go. Parramatta Eels, official TikTok. There you go. Have a look at that, mate. Oh, what's going on there? Now, it is – looks like a drawing from a two-year-old. Yep. Um, however, I'm just looking – and I was a bit concerned about this, and you've caught me off guard because although it was in the run notes, I was hoping to research this before because I was a bit um, concerned uh, that possibly it's there for a reason, Ooh. and I could be uh, I could be snookering us into a very bad call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. Well, uh, why are you doing a little bit of research, mate? I've been uh, Parramatta last week. The Fox was linked to them. Josh yep. Adokar. So I'll just touch on that really quickly. A lot of talk now about where he may end up. Now that Parramatta have made, apparently they went to Canterbury and said, hey, Ryan Madison for the Fox. Well, that now it's just open season. Everyone's got a sniff that the Fox is, up, yeah. uh, the Fox is out there. So a uh, lot to watch in that space. I'm starting to get a really big, a really strong feeling he won't be at Canterbury next year. Mm. So um, we'll watch that space and keep a bit of an eye on it and report back to it when it's a little more than a conjecture. Mm. And, you know, back to Parramatta and back to the TikTok. Look, I've observed the TikTok. I've done the research. I couldn't find anything. So if there's anyone, you know, if, at Make-A-Wish or someone who's done that, I apologise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. And um, I... Just this afternoon, I read the North Sydney Bears are going to make an official proposal to the NRL to get the 18th license in the NRL and be a part of a Pacific region team. I didn't have any more facts on that. Yep. See that blunt object over there? Yep. Just fucking whack me with it. That is exactly what I thought when I heard that. Like, seriously. Come on. You, You don't have to... Try and play this game, or I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up, and I'm gonna shoot from the hip, potty. Where do you think the biggest growth areas for Pacific Islanders are in the Southern Hemisphere, my friend? Where is it, Gregor? Western Brisbane Western. and Western Sydney, mate. Yep. Like seriously, like yes, it is important that we grow rugby league in these communities in the Pacific Islands, but. Let's be fair, Incom. Like people from the Pacific Islands migrate to these inner city suburban areas in Sydney and Brisbane. They do. That's yeah. why rugby league's so big there. That's why they are getting spat out and produced into the NRL at a hectic rate. Yep. So why don't we give West of Brisbane a club yep. and call them the Bears? Yep. Has to happen. Has but to happen. Just playing this line of oh, we're going to be a Pacific Regions team. I love the Pacific Islands. I love the fact that we're growing the game in these areas. You're never going to get me on board with an NRL team there. No. And I love North Sydney Bears. I've got a soft spot for the Bears. Mm. Um, But when I read this, I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what you're after. Um, Yeah. So I don't see that happening. And... I, I, it's insanity to me to think they'll go anywhere except for Western, uh, that southwest Brisbane, the Logan, the yeah. Ipswich corridor. That's just absolute insanity if you don't go there. 
So, anyway. Yeah. All right, mate. That'll do it for the rugby league, mate. Um, speaking about getting struck with blunt objects, mate, um, stream of the week, I watched Get Gotti. Get Gotti? Have you seen that one pop up on Netflix? No, I've seen a couple of movies on uh, on Gotti. Yeah. But I, I haven't seen oh, – oh, sorry, have seen a pop-up, haven't seen it yet. Look, there's nothing new in this one. Yep. Like, it's basically, I'm watching it, and, you know, I get a real kick out of this mafia stuff. Like, yep. I, I, you know, it's everything we already know, but it's just outlined again. And, you know, if you have a little bit of a break in between stories, yep. it's still good. Yeah. I'm still all over it. Um, you know, it was really, it was interesting. This one's obviously focused straight on John Gotti yep. about his rise to the, you know, or, at the start, his rise to uh, becoming the boss of bosses and then obviously everything that goes around the investigation in trying to, you know, eventually sink in with the RICO Act. Yep. Now, there's nothing new that or you know, it just goes into the investigators and how they, you know, are able to infiltrate the mafia with them, you know, you know, obviously their equipment, their investigation, getting people to flip and the like. So it was really, really interesting. It's good. Mm. It's good fun to watch. Um, really interesting how, you know, these organisations, whether it be the FBI or the Organised Crime Task Force, uh, also to the Department of Justice and how they just worked individually because they all wanted him. Yeah, the you feds. Know. Yeah, so they all just wanted every – because it was a career maker. Yeah, a, yeah. A case like that. And he was just kept slipping through the cracks and that's where he got the nickname the Teflon Don because yeah. nothing was sticking. Yeah. But eventually they got him and and they worked together to, to obviously to put him away. But it was – yeah, it was fascinating. It was, you know, and – yeah, like I said, we've, we've seen it all. We've heard the stories. We've read the books, seen the docos, but it's still another good one. It's <sighs> worth checking out. Out of 10, mate? Um, oh, yeah, probably a seven. seven. Like it's a good solid seven. But it's Nothing uh, wrong with a seven. Nothing no, wrong with no, a seven. not at all. Honest but as the day is long. It's always interesting when you're watching. So, so you watch like The Sopranos. Mm. You watch documentaries around sort of mafia. You watch movies and the like and... You know, you watch it and you just go, even, um, you know, looking at Goodfellas. Yep. You know, things like that and you're just like, oh, geez, it's a life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, they just seem like they're always hanging out with the boys yeah. and just, you <laughs> Oh, know, you love it, you love it, you know. It's so good, but then you just think about it and it's like, far out. What a horrible existence. Oh, constantly being scared that you're going to die, go to prison. <laughs> You know, it's it's awful. Like Mate, I, I'm going to be honest. Yet you know, I, I, I watch shows like that. I've spoken to you about Sons of Anarchy before. The bikers, yeah. you know, the organised crime sort of. Uh, just absolutely love it. The sense of loyalty that is there. Mate, I would fold like. Like cardboard under interrogation. Oh, would be no well, good. well, they did as well, and that's the thing is they go in, they go, oh, you know, it's you know, when you're a made man, you know, you you never turn. It's like they all turn. Yeah, they all turn. That's how you got done. <laughs> but anyway, even with that, it's like, mate, I sit at my desk and I pick my nose, mm. and I'm concerned. I'm looking over my shoulder. Yep. You know, and that's just picking my nose. Yeah. Imagine somebody trying to have me whacked. Oh, mate, you wouldn't be sleeping <laughs> a lot, would you? Uh, yeah, it's awful, mate. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, it was a great watch. It's a, it's another one just to if you've got some time, you you want to have a little bit of a, a recap on one of the great mafia stories, and uh, you know, get into it. It's um, yeah, it's a good one. It's um, you know, he just loved it, and I mean, 
the story, if you've seen, well, like even like American Gangster and the like, the fact that he just loved the limelight was mm. so different to, to what they experienced yeah. at that time. But, um, yeah, it was funny. I was even talking to my wife about it and she didn't even grasp. She was like, oh, aren't they all like into drugs and stuff, the mafia? I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like they probably were in the end because they got greedy, but the initial sort of mafia was about, you know, racketeering. It yeah. was basically, you know, the unions. You couldn't lay a brick. You couldn't have a, a metre of concrete poured without them cashing in on it. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. And, yeah. She, and you know, when we're having that discussion, she's like, oh, I didn't even realise that yeah. was it. It was like, no, it had nothing to do with drugs. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so fascinating story. And, uh, yeah, go and check it out, guys, on Netflix. We love it. Yes. Mate, uh, um, is it time to get integral? Absolutely, This is Democracy Manifest. Mate, we've got an integrity issue this week that we're going to talk about. Um, what, do we, what do you know about Bud Light? Yeah, I've had myself a Bud Light or two over, mm. the, um, over the years, particularly when I was uh, in my travels around the States. Yeah, mate, I almost, um, I almost ended up on the wrong side of the law due to Bud Light. Really? Yeah, well, I had a couple of Bud Lights at the football and I drove home. And yep. as an Australian, I thought it was light beer. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that I blew right on the button. Oh, so, uh, wow. Yeah, when I was crossing the border. So, no, yeah, it no, is not light not, beer because it is. It's low carbohydrate. Yeah. It uh, is why it's Bud Light. So any Aussies out there, remember that when you're uh, when you're driving. Yep. Always make sure you check how much alcohol, how many standard drinks, which I'm not sure they actually mm. have in the US. <laughs> but obviously, the best thing is if you're going to drink, don't drive. Hundred mm. percent. Um, so Bud Light have been throwing a lifeline, mate. Speaking of of the uh, the brewer, um, their sponsor, they've reached a sponsorship agreement with. Uh, the UFC. Now, they were previously sponsors of the UFC. Yep. So you would uh, previously on the, uh, you know, old pay-per-views, you'd see the Bud Light logo. Even yep. Brock Lesnar, he had that yep. famous post-fight where he said, oh, I'm going to go home and drink a cause like because Bud Light won't pay me anything. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, quickly backtracked on that once yeah. he got behind the curtain and Dana gave him a bollocking. But... Yep. Um, yeah, it was really interesting, but um, what do you know about the Bud Light story recently? Yeah, so I heard a little bit about it from yourself, Grego, but I'm, I'm not down with the details, so run me through it. So apparently Bud Light was involved in the 2023 Bud Light boycott. Mm. So I'd heard about this on the fringes. I didn't really give two shits about it, really, until it popped up again in the news feeds around um, the UFC. So apparently Dylan Mulvaney is uh, a transgender TikTok sort of personality. Um, got no idea who Dylan is. Yep. However, during March Madness, which is the big college basketball tournament, uh, Bud Light had sent through a product and obviously it entered somewhat of a, a sponsorship agreement with Dylan Mulvaney to post onto social media. That went down like a lead balloon potty. Didn't go down well. It did not go down well at all, especially with the you know the conservative side of America. Now, I don't know who thought it was a good idea in the first place. Not really here nor there about that. But 
the fact that you got Kid Rock offside meant you lost America. Yep. So Kid Rock kicked up a stink about it. I think apparently he got a machine gun and put, you know, bullets through Bud Light and said they're, they're toast and everybody's like, fuck yeah, Kid Rock. Only in America. You know. Anyway, I still like the taste of Bud Light. doesn't bother me. But it absolutely collapsed the sales of Anheuser Bush. Yeah. The brewery. It hammered them. Now, it reminds me of when we were going through COVID and, I mean, you would go into the cold section of the uh, the local bottle and nobody was buying Coronas. Yeah. Like, that is how people operate when it comes to purchasing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we're so fickle when it comes to that sort of stuff. So, oh. you know, everyone, if you're, oh, well, I don't want to have a bar, I'm out. Yeah. And, you know, I'd heard stories even, you know, through podcasts that I, I listened to and the like that where people were saying, like, I'd be doing a live show, like performers would be doing a live show, they'd get a photo with fans and fans would be hiding their bud lights. Yeah, well. Because they don't want to be, you know... You know, this is all they're selling. You know, it's which is crazy. I don't. But anyway, so they're obviously reaching the bottoms of the depth, and they have thrown a shitload of cash at the UFC to get back on board. Yep. Now, considering they went so far down one path, yeah. <laughs> is it a coinky dink that they've gone all the way down the other path where they're now? Absolutely diving over their their heels to try and get into bed with the brutal sport of the ultimate fighting. Uh, the no, great sport. No, I don't think it is a coincidence at all. Yeah, uh, so um, bit of damage control, would you say, Gregor? Oh, 100%. And it just gets even better because, like, when you're talking about someone who deals with sponsorship and the like, Dana White was came out and spoke about this. And he talked about inking, you know, a lucrative multi-year sponsorship. And, um, you know, according to, and this is comes through MMA fighting, he, like, he's getting comments saying, oh, you did it for the money going with Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light. And he goes, hey, dummies, all sponsorships are about the money. <laughs> <laughs> of course we did it for the money. And, yeah. I was, and just the way he just didn't pull any punches with it, it was a pisser. 100%, 100%. So, oh, well. Yeah, really bizarre story. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's great that Bud's back on with the UFC. Like, I, I mean, I like a Bud. And hey, if and they're if looking for someone else, or somewhere else to um, yeah, Bud, give us a call. Give us a call. Hey, I might even tuck me Wang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Oh, give us a call. Reach out. <laughs> on the, get us on the socials. Something tells me they're not reaching out now, Potty. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, an interesting bit of integrity report there, but, uh, yeah. Oh, well, oh, watch well, this space. Watch this space, and uh, I guess it's time for a bit of all other sports. Mate. Absolutely. Oh, mate, we'll start with a bit of fight talk. Now, I'm going to touch on it very briefly, mate. There's a fight night in Brazil this week. Uh, Derek Lewis versus Jalton Almeida. And um, not a very big card. It'll be obviously Brazilian heavy, but I believe they're sort of throwing Derek the Black Beast Lewis to the wolves here. Mm -hmm. Almeida, very, very good grappler. 
Um, I don't like it for Derek, but um, we'll, we'll cover that one next week, mate. We love the Black Beast here at the Sports Detention. Yep, yeah. Um, but the big news of the week, mate, John Jones has fallen out of his title fight with Stipe Miocic. Yeah, okay. Um, now, this has sort of resulted in a turn of events that has surprised a lot. However, um, it does. It has started to make sense as, as we've gotten to today. Uh, John Jones has torn his pec, so he's out. Yep. But then after that was news was reported, Stipe Miocic was pulled out of the fight as well. So the rumour going around, I don't know if it has been confirmed yet, probably has, um, that both fighters were going to retire at the end of the fight anyway. Yep. So the fact that the fight couldn't go ahead, the greatest heavyweight of all time being Stipe Miocic, even though Francis Ngannou was the champion, walked away and beat Stipe in his last fight, John Jones, the greatest of all time, they were going to have the big fight and then both fighters had mentioned to the UFC that they were going to walk away from the sport. That can't go ahead now. Um, so what they've done is they've brought in Tom Aspinall, up-and-comer, with Sergei Pavlovich, who is just a frightening prospect yep. out of Russia. So that's going to be a massive fight and that's going to be for the interim title. Um, I mean, you could even just make that the title. Yeah, you know, if uh, depending on what happens with John Jones, give these guys the interim, and I'd say the they'll cross that bridge when John Jones heals as to whether Stepe's willing to fight still, yep. or if it's too far gone for Stepe, John Jones comes and and tests himself against the winner out of that fight. Interesting, mm. probably six months recovery at a minimum from yeah, the pack. So. It's a bad injury, and this mm. late in his career, like John Jones has done a pretty good job of staying fit. Yep. Throughout his career, he's had a lot of off, sort of you call it off field or out of the ring issues that have kept him out. But um, yeah, he hasn't been an injury prone fighter. He hasn't pulled out of fights. You know, he's always been relatively healthy and fought when he intended to fight. So, mm. Mm. mate, speaking of fighting though, there's something we got to touch on, isn't oh, there? Oh, the big fight yesterday. Yeah. So. Ah, what a show. Oh, that that's exactly it, isn't what? it? it? It is and I saw highlights galore. Like so f- the the news programs, um, just googling highlights. I barely saw any fighting. I just saw yeah. highlights of the show. Like it's honestly like walking through you're walking through a nightclub hmm. and someone just grabs you on the backside yeah. and it's gonna make you turn your head. All last week, we didn't even mention this fight. Yeah. And then come to the end of the week, they just go, gadoosh, 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 have some of this. Yeah. And we're just turning our head going, hey, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, what's Hang going on, on this here? This is all on. Like, I mean, before the fight, if we just talk about, I mean, who was not there was easier to list. They had Sugar Ray Leonard, Ronaldo, Manny Pacquiao, Amir Khan, Rio Ferdinand was there, Ricky Hatton. Chuck Liddell, Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Oscar De La Hoya, Randy Couture, Israel Adesanya, Teddy Atlas, even Prince Nassim Hamed was there. Yeah. They had just absolutely everyone there. It was crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, what a show they put on. Oh. You're like, I mean, it is hard to not agree that Saudi Arabia is fast becoming the capital of world sport. Yeah. Like, they are just throwing so much cash oh, at... Yeah. It was unbelievable. You know, sport that it's yeah. it's just mad. People are mad to not go there to perform. Oh. Well, the money, the, like, the entertainment, what that does for your star power. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, I know you want to touch on this, mate, but the entrances from both oh. fighters. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I love a show. Now, I, I, I love a show. I haven't seen an entry like that since... God rest his soul, Apollo Creed made his way oh, to the ring in Rocky IV. Mate, yes, <laughs> he dies, he dies. <laughs> um, look, I love Tyson, and Tyson Fury is such a character. I thought they nailed it with Francis as well. Oh, didn't like, they? Just that the, was... But even the arena so being so intimate, because it yep. was an intimate arena, you yep. had the big sort of murals of both of them, and the baddest on earth was the tagline. Like, it was so brilliant. I think what a lot of people don't realise as well when it comes to sort of combat sports, and I'll touch on it very quickly, is you look at things like that and you look at the small arena and the like, and people always go, oh, you know, Tyson Fury, you fill out Wembley, 80,000. Mm. The cost of what it takes to fill out Wembley, mm. 80,000, in comparison, or even if you've got 100,000 at Wembley, in comparison to what they make on the gate, if you've got 3,000 in Saudi Arabia or you've got 10,000 at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, far outweighs what you make. And in terms of putting the production together and then eventually they make the majority of their nut on pay-per-view. Yeah. So you understand where the gravitation to these smaller, more intimate shows are coming from and the fact that there's going to be more of it and you know for the for the punter who sits in the bleachers like us we go oh you know you should do it at the biggest stadium ever but there's a reason why they don't yeah there is and yeah 100 yeah, percent. there was nothing that you could from an entertainment perspective nothing that you could follow oh mate jolene oh. tyson fury going out to jolene and then pretty woman oh that was like, riffing oh mate, how good is so one of my best mates like you know when we yeah 20 odd we'd go out we'd get on the piss at panthers and we'd just be on the lash till like four in the morning and then just trickle home and his dad was known absolutely known for on a Saturday morning putting Roy Orbison on at <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and just blasting it in the lounge room. And my mate like, oh, I fucking got home two hours ago. He's <laughs> <laughs> just notorious. So I don't know whether he would have enjoyed it as much as others, but I loved it. Mate, talk to me about the fight. Mate, I, I saw a lot of commentary, so I didn't actually catch the fight live. It was an 8.30 you know, made event AM here in, in Australia. So I knew what was happening. I thought I'll catch up with it after later on in the day where I can actually sit down and, and watch the fight and go through it. I knew the result. I knew yeah. what had happened because obviously everything was blowing up about it. Um, what I didn't get out of the result, I, I understand the excitement and I freaking love Tyson Fury. I love Francis Ngannou. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't like Francis Ngannou, you know, get a new planet to live on. Like, go and listen. Even if you have to take three hours, go and listen to Francis Ngannou's Joe Rogan Experience podcast and listen to the where he came from and how he got to Europe from Africa and how he had to get turned back. And he, they inflated a boat to paddle across to get to Spain and get saved by the Red Cross. And he did this three times. Like, the story behind this guy to get to Europe to then eventually follow this dream of fighting, if you don't like or if you can't accept the greatness that is in that and how he has got to where he was yesterday, I mean, there is something wrong with you. 
you know, and I love both fighters, but I can't see a robbery in any of that. Mm. You know, like people go, so they go robbery. Absolutely. Francis did better than anybody could have dreamed he was going to do. Yeah. And he did a great job. And I think there's more in boxing for Francis moving forward, but I'll get into that. I just can't see the robbery. I can see how Tyson Fury won that fight. Yeah. You know, I um, was listening, Carl Frampton was on the commentary team and he was talking about, you know, after four rounds he had a five up for Francis because he got the 10-8 in the yeah. third. He definitely got the 10-8 in the third. But I can only see Francis winning two other rounds. Yeah. You know, however, when we look at the judging-wise, I had Francis winning round seven and Fury round eight. However, you look at the scorecards from the judges – and they both had it the other way around. They, all three of them had the other way around. Yeah. So I'm watching it and I'm going, oh, well, maybe I'm off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was one of those fights. Yeah. And when it's one of those fights, I can't see how you can call it a robbery. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah, you might be going, oh, well, that's a technicality on language there. I can't see it as a robbery. And I think the winner of that day yesterday was Francis Ngannou, 100%, even though he didn't win the fight. Yeah. He was the big winner. And, I mean, potentially moving forward, is this a motivator for Tyson Fury? Mm. Tyson Fury was almost knocked into another dimension by Deontay Wilder in their first fight, which ended up a draw. Yeah. Tyson Fury came back, and in the next two fights, it was a one-way beating and he was swinging the hammer. Is this exactly what Tyson needed to get him motivated to then go into a potential fight with Usyk down the track, you know, where he needs to be at the absolute peak of his game. Yeah. Yeah, could mm. be right, could be right. Yeah, I um, I thought it was, um, yeah, from a non-fighter's perspective, uh, fight, like, I, I, I love the fights, but the technical aspect of it, a little bit further down, I can see where they're saying he was robbed because everyone just focuses in on the knockdown, and, mm. which was quite spectacular. And just goes, oh, he should have won that fight. Yeah. But it's a little bit more than that, isn't but it? But also, too, every time Francis got a punch off or, you know, maybe caught Tyson, it was heavy, but it got the crowd's eyes and it got the oohs and the ahs. Yep. Whereas Tyson Fury, I mean, he's, he's one, two. Well, they're his combination. Him. Yeah, he's one, two is absolutely elite. And mm. the speed that he was hitting Francis and, you know, he was – Eventually, probably four round four onwards, he was keeping Francis at distance and keeping him at bay and hitting him with some pretty slick, fast combinations. I think that was where you give him the edge in some of those rounds yep. there. But, you know, I'm not a judge. It's, I'm just calling what I saw it. Robbery, absolutely no way in hell. However, a bloody good fight. Yeah. No, there you go, mate. Just, I just wanted to touch on it. I don't want to dive in. And I know I spoke about the Saudis and the money they poured into it. So one of the criticisms of Tyson Fury was the fact that he had already called out and said that he was going to fight Usyk prior yep. to this. So talking about the business, it is very important for people to understand that Tyson Fury didn't announce that fight. It was the Saudis who announced that fight. Yeah. So they're paying big money for this Usyk fight on the back of the Ngannou fight, and they announced it. So yeah. it wasn't Tyson. So it looked like, and Tyson Fury was saying, he's been quoted as saying, no, no, I thought that was, yeah, it didn't look good. That looks shit. I'm not overlooking Ngannou. I'm not overlooking Usyk. It was just the Saudis. They're, paying, they're running the show. They're paying their for money. it. 
you know, they decided to announce that I was fighting Usyk. You know, so I think in fairness to Tyson, you know, and that's the first sort of criticism a lot of people would throw at him is go, oh, you've already booked the next fight in, you know, you're overlooking him and you got caught out. I, I don't think it was quite like that. I think yeah. Francis was bloody good. Yeah. Mm, but anyway, sorry, mate. All good. All good. So, um, yeah, Mexico. Bit uh, of motorsport. Bit of motorsport. So, uh, well, look, different different tracks, same old result, wasn't it, Maxi Verstappen? Yeah. yeah. A Ferrari, mate. I, I didn't see the, the race, mate. I, I saw the, a, bit of the, uh, a bit of the qualifying. So Ferrari had a one-two start yep. with um, Sainz and, and Leclerc on the, on the front of the grid, but... I mean, they're just not getting the job done, Ferrari. No, so I actually did uh, manage to catch a little bit of this this morning while I was trying to deal with me, uh, <laughs> me car troubles. I think you, you were on the front row trying to reverse out of your driveway. And um, but I, I caught it when they were about 10, 11, 12 mm. laps in and Max had already taken control of the yeah. race by then. So he's just a level above at the moment. We saw Lewis Hamilton uh, come back. Mm. Uh, second, so he's obviously fallen down a little bit with his uh, vehicle not quite up to scratch the way yeah. it used to be. And he wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't be complaining yeah. about that at all, really, would he? No, no, I don't think so. He's uh, <coughs> no, taking it on the chin. And uh, Charles Leclerc, yes, he got the third. So he's, you know, he's just it's just not happening for him. No. Mate, um, NFL. NFL, mate. What were the results? Uh, the Bills, the Jets, the Jags, the Eagles, the Rams, the Vikings, the Titans, the Patriots, the Saints, the Panthers, the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Ravens all got the win. I think the ch- I didn't catch the end of the game, but I think the Chargers, Chargers were up quite comfortably when I saw it against the Bears. So I'm kind of... The Gold Coast Chargers. The Gold Coast Chargers. Up against the Bears and uh, the Lions. Yeah, they and the beat Ra- the Bears thirty to thirteen. Mate. Yeah, that's where I thought that was headed, and uh, the Lions and the Raiders play uh, Monday Night Football tomorrow. So keep your eye out for that. Look, I uh, didn't catch a hell of a lot of it over the weekend. I didn't uh, catch any of it, mate. So we're relying on you to tow the shit today. So, mate, I'll just mention quickly the Battle of New York. You had the Jets uh, mm. versus the Giants and uh, look, it was... Concrete a- jungle where dreams are made of. Oh, mate, that was lovely. Uh, dreams weren't made on this day, mate. That oh, was right. a pretty dour affair and it didn't really look like um, much was really going to happen, but uh, out of nowhere, uh, too impressive. Um, throws got the Jets in a position and in the four- late in the fourth quarter, they... Um, Got a field goal to get them back to even, and then an OT they got a, another field goal to, to take the win, and um, so this really boring sort of dour sort of match had a cliffhanger that old Sylvester Stallone would have been Ooh, happy with. You. Did you catch cliff, cliffhanger back Cl- in the way? Did you just say cliffhanger? <laughs> cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, nothing mate. is missed on this show. I actually had a mate who, who said that if he did get into the, the dark arts of pornography, that would be the name of his first film. <laughs> oh, oh, beautiful. Mate. But, mate, I had a feeling due to your busy weekend that you weren't going to um, be able to catch much in the NFL. So I thought I'd just spontaneously <laughs> throw a bit of trivia at you. <laughs> go, mate. Go. go. So how many current or former NRL clubs share a mascot with one of the 32 current NFL teams. Sorry. I will accept very close. So NRL? Current or former NRL t- yeah. teams share a mascot with one of the 32 current NFL teams. And I will accept very close. Okay, so you got the Jets. Yep. Oh, well done, mate. So the Jets, the Bears. 
Yep. Uh, Titans. Yes. Um, who else we got? Um, the Rams, the Adelaide Rams. Yep. Um, That's four. How many do you want? Well, we've got Panthers. So there's 11. Panthers, Five. Broncos, Chargers. Yep. Raiders. Yep. Uh, Dolphins. Yep. Cowboys. Yep. Steelers. Steelers, mate. Well done. And I would have accepted the Philly Eagles as well. And the Giants as well. And the Giants. Well, the Gold Coast Giants. Yep. If we want to go into the, um, yeah, the Gold Coast Giants, of course. And if you wanted to dip into the AFL, mate, you've also got the Detroit Lions as well. So, Mm, mate, well done. Absolutely spectacular. You nailed that one. I thought you'd find that a little bit harder, but, mate, well done. All right, so... I, have, I have actually haven't got a life. It wouldn't, su- <laughs> it wouldn't surprise... If my wife is listening to this, you go, yeah, but of course. Yeah. Um, mate, a bit of live. Um, I said we we're going to talk about it, but obviously I, I didn't get into it. Um, I did get the results, though. Bryce and DeChambeau's crushes. The Gold Coast crushes. DeChambeau. Uh, they won the uh, the golf championship. Now, the I was really interested in the for, format of it. So there was 12 teams playing, but only the top four were actually eligible to win it, but they still all played. So yes. everyone was in action. Um, I think to, to put a nail in that for the this season and, and sort of that discussion around Liv is it would be very interesting where Liv goes from here into next year and, and the transition that makes because I think team format golf like this and a lot of the things that have been successful in Liv are going to find their way into the PGA. They just oh, yeah. have to. They have so, to. Well, yeah. It's a crowd pleaser. And at the mm. end of the day, if you're not pr- pleasing the crowds, forget about it. Yeah, so watch this space. The cricket, mate. Mate, a bit of cricket. So the Aussies have mate, continued to charge on, haven't they? Mate. We were a bit worried when they got smashed by India and South Africa to bin, but we are to in begin. form. They, they are, and mm. you mentioned it. Maybe they're just warming up. So mm. uh, big show, Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, he just you know knocked a tidy ton away. And what off was it off? How many balls? Forty. Yeah, forty ball ton. Yeah, mate. right. Eh? So. Mm. Um, yeah, they beat the Netherlands, as you would predict, quite well. They also had a really good win uh, against New Zealand a few days ago as well. Yeah. So Warner's getting runs as yeah, well, Warner's which is getting runs, positive. 85 against New Zealand as well. So that yeah, was... Got a ton against the, the Dutch. Yep. Travis Head was a standout with the bat. He got 109. And, yeah, so absolutely killing at the moment. So Ravinda, uh, Ravindra, sorry, for, for Ravindra, New Zealand. Ravindra, 116. Yeah. But he dropped a catch. He did. And, I mean, he... You got to say he made up for it. Oh yeah, he he did. He did. Yeah, mate. But even that for a run chase, like that's a that's a that is impressive. So we're looking at three hundred and eighty nine. That can afford like, you know, from what I read, they were batting on a on a car park. Like there wasn't a whole lot going on with the wicket, but still, nearly four hundred runs. You can't really make any mistakes. And if you go through the the um uh, a scorecard. Everyone contributed. There were yeah. very few for both teams where you're looking at a four or five. Like it was 30, 40, a mm. couple of really high scores, a couple of 100 for both teams, a few in the 80s as well. So, A um, disappointing aspect of the performance against New Zealand. With one ball remaining, they needed a six. Mm. Why won't somebody just joke about doing the underarm? Why ball? not? Like, like, <laughs> wouldn't you just joke and like walk up as if you're going to do it? And just go, ah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, where's you Trevor know? Chapel? <laughs> yeah, like it, it's yeah. Come on, let's have a laugh. Let's have a laugh. But come also, on. it was to, funny. 
Sorry, <laughs> sorry, New Zealand <laughs> listeners. I think a bigger things to worry about. Oh. Um, the scenery of Dharamshala, though, mate. Like mm. when you think of India, like a lot of people are just, you know, who live in their own secluded worlds of their wonderful country, just think of India, oh, it's just, oh isn't that that shithole country over in the mm. subcontinent? But seeing the scenery on the Himalayas Magic, there, like, oh, it, it was yeah. unreal. Something else, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. it looked like a cracking stadium. And, um, yeah, I mean, and we got to see a lot of it because the boys were putting it on the roof. And... Oh, I'd love to go to a game of cricket over there. The passion oh, from the fans yeah. is just second to none. You, don't, you, you rarely see it in, in, in parts of the world for any sport as, as passionate as mm. the Indian people are about um, cricket. About cricket, yeah. Actually, um, when I was living in Vancouver, um, it was at the 2011 Cricket World Cup, and, like, I hadn't heard anything about cricket for at least, like, eight months. Mm. And then I walked into, like, a quickie mart. Mm. And the fella behind there heard my accent. He goes, Australian. He goes, you've been watching the cricket, mate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, mate, you are the first person to actually ask me a cricket, this Indian fella. I was yeah. like, mate, that is respect. Respect. Go, respect. How good's that? Uh, England, yesterday, lost badly by 100 runs to yeah, uh, India. They just haven't shown they're up. They're fucking losers anyway. Oh, they're still wondering um, about the ashes. Yeah. Oh, and they, when will they learn to stay in their crease oh, as I'll well? I'll tell you what, well. Anyway. Well, give them something to whinge about, doesn't it? And uh, the rugby, mate, the Rugby World Cup has come and gone. And I've got to say, yeah, from a just a pure rugby perspective, geez, there were some cracking games in yeah, there, wasn't there? it was a good tournament. There? It was a good tournament. I thought the final was outstanding. Yeah. I mean, New Zealand, I mean, yeah, they, they're all crying. Um, but at the end of the day... They had every right to lose that game by 20, 30, like going down by a player mate, after 20 minutes. Like, they don't win... The William Webb Ellis. Mm. But, yeah, and so it doesn't really matter. But the way they absolutely hammered South Africa in the second half with 14 players yeah. was unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, it's not a World Cup. I get that. Yeah. All right? Don't spare me it. But you must take your hat off to the way the team performed. Like, they absolutely pumped South Africa in that second half. South Africa held on for dear life. Yep. But, um, you know, they, they win it back-to-back. Back to back, four mm. World Cups now. That takes them to the lead over New Zealand. So yep. New Zealand with three, Australia back two. Haven't won since nineteen ninety nine. Um, look, yeah. Australia, they've got a lot of work to do between now and twenty twenty seven when the World Cup uh, comes yeah. out here. So uh, let's make the Wallabies great again. Absolutely, and you know, Eddie, you're a big listener of the show, mate. We trust that you will just take us to the next level over this next four years. Uh, yeah, about that, Grego. What's that, mate? He's been, uh, he's gone. Eddie's Eddie, gone. Eddie Jones? Eddie Jones. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can understand nah, yeah, look, why uh, you didn't know, mate, because I, he was given a four-year contract. Yeah, and, look, I I, t- I was having a conversation today about it, and at the end of the day, you know, people are going to get their, you know, they're going to get sand in their vagina about it, but they're going to go, oh, Eddie, he's, you know, oh, he's, he's, left us hanging, this, that and the other. Mate, Australian rugby is such a shit show. I don't blame Eddie Jones. It's yeah. not Eddie Jones's fault. Australian rugby is in such a hole. Why would Eddie Jones not want to go to Japan where they are going to inherently respect him, they're going yeah. to listen to him, and they are going to provide the resources for him to be as successful as he can be with the cherry blossoms? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
Pretty simple if you're a coach. I know where I'm going. Yeah, well. Australian rugby, pull your head out of your ass and let's get it happening. Yep. Uh, all right, mate. So um, the Maltese. The Maltese, mate. Uh, no good this week, mate. This podcast is getting worse. Getting worse? <laughs> the uh, From a multi perspective? Absolutely, mate. Uh, so, uh, look, mate, I had uh, two from three and that does not pay. I uh, missed out on my uh, soccer multi where I tipped the draw and uh, no good, mate. So what, what did I have? Two from three and they didn't pay out. And yeah, I'll tell you mate. what, that ended a very ordinary weekend for me on the punt this week. I was just yeah, a, well, whole, a whole bunch of seconds. Well, one of mine in the multi was Mr. Brightside in the Cox play. Oh, mate, I had Mr. Brightside. I, and, oh. I mean, that was bad enough because I had that for the punters club as well. Um, so I got zero from three and it was just bees dicks galore for me. Yeah, like, mate. You know, it just wasn't happening. However, um, we've had a, a loyal listener who's forwarded through their multi um, now this one comes from Jez And he's basically got one of those You know, mystery multis that they send through That's yep. got up Lamar Jackson, 200 plus yards Gus Edwards, 40 ru- yards rushing Sam Laporta, 25 yards receiving Jared Goff, 225 uh, passing yards Josh Reynolds, 40 yards receiving. Zay Flowers, 50 yards receiving. Justice Hill, 25 yards receiving. Mark Andrews, 40 yards receiving. And Amon Ra, St. Brown, 60 yards receiving. Detroit Lions, Baltimore Ravens. Wow. 50 bucks, and it's a $25 bonus bet. Whoa. Coming in with 1,231.25. Well what done, Jez. Win. Well done, mate. mate. That well, is don't. Just- don't congratulate Jez. It was a mystery one. He didn't even pick it. Well, maybe, maybe that's the way forward. Maybe that's maybe that's how I get the, the get the multis back on track. I just go in there, oh, mate. give me a mystery trifecta for the Melbourne Cup, and then I'm away. Well done, Jezza. You've done well, mate. Um, you, well, I mean, everyone does better than us. Yep, yep. Well, I, I thought it. I was on a good roll there a while back, but now I'm uh, no. I realise I'm actually shit at gambling. Good on you, legend. I'll be back on it this week, though. Good on you, legend. Legend. All right, mate. Penis of the week. Penis of the week, mate. I couldn't go past Australian rugby. We touched on it before. I've, it, oh, yeah. We are in just such a a hole, and the whole debacle about bringing Eddie Jones back in, talking about the yeah, fact he was right. going to lead us to this World Cup and then take us to the one after. I just find, and, and now he's gone. Mm. And there's been talk in the media that they want to put an NRL player, jo- Joseph Suwalihi. Um, Angus Cry and the like, a key member in each of the franchises, please. Like, what are you doing there? You've got four years. That's not foresight, is it? No. You've got four years. Let's get us back to where we need to be. If you're not getting the Wallabies in a semi-final on home soil, if we're not getting out of the group stage, Grego, what do you say to that? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it goes deep, mate. It cuts deep and the issues cut deep and, you know... Simply a coach isn't going to fix that for you. Well, not without the support, because I think with the support, Eddie was the man for the job. Mm. Yeah. What about you, mate? Uh, Stuart Broad, mate. Yep. Stuart Broad, too easy. Uh, Speaks for itself. Yeah, because he had a uh, he was on a podcast with Simon Jordan. Like, I like Simon Jordan. He gets a fair bit of grief in the U- UK. He's he, you know, you can say what you want about him. He's an ex the ex owner of Crystal Palace, and he he speaks. On, he does talk sport and a few shows there, but he's obviously got this podcast platform. And he's had Stuart Broaden on, and he's still fucking moaning about the 
Mm. You know, the whole Bearstow shit. Yeah. So anyway, and he's like talking about how he was, you know, winding the crowd up and he's, oh, I'm at the back and I'm going, Pat, this one's, they're booing you and doing this. It's like, you fucking lost the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> And you're sitting there claiming that it was a draw. No, you didn't have them. You lost the ashes. You lost you lost the ashes, Stuart. And you'll never be as good as Jimmy Anderson. Oh, Bad mate, luck. So just the way he carried on a bit. It's like, yeah, you can stand on some sort of moral victory that, oh, I, I stuck it to Pat. You didn't win the ashes, mate. You lost. And your penis of the week. That's the best prize you'll get this season in cricket. All right, mate. Beautiful. We've nailed it again. Yes, we have nailed it again. Um, Yeah. Anything else to add before we finish up, mate? No, mate. Not from me. It's been a hell of a week. Get at us on the social. So stand by, guys, because obviously exciting news. Um, We're going to be getting some video content out for the listeners. Share it around. Obviously, similar to the post, social media post from the Bradford Bulls, the more you guys share us around, the more you contribute, whether it be through questions and the like, and get stuck into the show, um, the more fun we can have with that and the more interactive we can keep this show for our listeners. Yeah, so um, reach out, guys. You know the drill. Happy days. Mm. Have you got a junior club for me, mate, up in Brizzy somewhere that we could throw it out to this week? Oh, tell you what, put me on the spot. What about Karina? Karina. Yeah, Karina League, the the Tigers, I believe. So any of our listeners out there in Karina, home of the Tigers, we say good night. And farewell. <laughs>